There they go. Jeff and Eric Henry filling in for Jordan Scruggs. Jordan's in the middle of a move right now, so appreciate Eric jumping on today. Great hour of conversation with those two guys. You can find Eric's work, of course, at Horns 24-7. A follow-up question on what you just talked about during Crosstalk Trey. Uh, what song was the first song that you and your wife danced to at your wedding? Ah, yes. It is called You and Me by Penny and the Quarters. It is an older song, old school sounding song too. It's just a really sweet song that we heard for the first time in a movie that was romantic and heartbreaking at the same time. So hopefully we don't have to experience too much of the heartbreak part, but this is a one of the more beautiful romantic moments in that movie. I think it was called Blue Valentine starring Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams. Mm, okay. Deep cut on you. Yeah, it is. Uh, does the uh, band sometimes go by Anthony by chance in the quarters? Mm, no, but they should when they, they play should. in Memphis, if nothing else, and Orlando. Be a good bit right there. What was the Blue Waffle? What was the name of the Blue Valentine or My Blue Valentine? I, I honestly, I saw we saw it one time and the song was great. The movie was okay. There you go. Our guy Dan, Dan the man, says uh, the wife and I danced to You and Me by Dave Matthews. That does not surprise me, Dan. Knowing you and your wife a little bit, that's a great selection for a first dance song. Let me tell you, I was hoping, now that's, your story is good and it's romantic and it's a great gift by your awesome wife who's way better than you. You know that. Everyone knows that. Uh, I was really hoping those would be the wavelengths of your manifesto that you gave when you left the zone the first time around, like that would be epic if somebody or even you turned that into a wavelength and that's what that was. I hope that is still in a box somewhere because I did have that on a CD at one point and boxes, some boxes haven't been unpacked in a while. And the last time I checked, I couldn't find it, but I'd only gone through a certain percentage of the boxes. Regardless though, I will always have the email. So... I need to hear that. I need you to find that box because that's like the number one bucket list item of my life, I think, is to hear your manifesto on when you lock yourself. I started said, <laughs> because they knew it was my last day and I'd asked them if I could get some final words in and they knew how I felt about that place and the direction that that place was heading to because they had just hired this guy that everybody fucking hated and it was, it was something that was insulting to the entire staff bucky especially they end up getting rid of kevin a week prior because he was going to do some writing for orange bloods writing for orange bloods and they were going to get rid of him because of that mm. so it was just like one thing after another where i i was going to do something else i already had something lined up and so they knew where my mindset was and bucky who we've always been on a uh on that wavelength with one another <laughs> he just said you're not going to do anything to get us in trouble, are you? I said, no, 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 no. It's going to be fine, Buck. Don't you worry. <laughs> they didn't really get in trouble. There's only so much those guys could do. I, I had turned their microphones down, so it's not like they could cut in or anything. Mm. I had uh, I didn't even lock my control room door because I was in a separate room. But yeah, I read it. I could tell from bosses walking by, management, or not walking by, running by that glass window that was in front of our studio. I don't know what the studio setup was when you were over there with uh, Chip and Sean. But they were running by, so I knew that they were like outside the door behind me. But I was like, once I start, 
I'm going to get all the way through this minute and a half to two minutes, and then I'll deal with the consequences. And eventually, they uh, nicely escorted me out of the building. Yeah, that was the consequence. Not that bad. Yeah. Then I met up with everybody at Docs on South Congress and shared some laughs. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, we got to find that somewhere. That's, uh, I need to hear that, but more importantly, the people need to hear that. That's one of those things that I'm I'm glad and also bummed that the internet wasn't a bigger deal at that time because that most certainly would have ended up on the internet somewhere. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And it'd still be out there for sure. So it probably would have hurt my, my ability to get other radio jobs, but it probably would have been worth it too because I still would have had a copy, you know? Yeah, you would have gotten a podcast job like this. Like someone would have hired you for the creative genius that probably went into that thing. Yeah, 10, 15 years later. Oh, thank God. I'm re- being rejuvenated from the dead. I'm just working uh, working a desk job at Dell and I get back into podcasting now. You could have invented podcasts back then. That's true. That was right around the time. There you go. All right. I uh, I, I don't know what we're talking about today. How's that? For, I figured it was going to be a random show. So I've got, I've got two things that I have to ask you and I have to ask the people. And I need some feedback on these two things. I just had a doctor's appointment in between the morning show and this show uh, down here in Houston. Everything and, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a couple of things happened at the... So it was a hospital that I went to. That's just where the doctor that I go see is. And a couple of things happened here. One of them is not a big deal. just was weird. And the other one could be a big deal. So I want to get your thoughts and the folks on YouTube and also those on the Coda text line. 512-222-9328. I want to hear uh, the opinions on this. So the first one, that's kind of minor. So today is Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. I got asked by the woman, like the receptionist at the office, how was my weekend? Is it okay to ask that question on Wednesday? Are we too far removed from the previous weekend to be asked about how that weekend went? This is... Very timely with Curb Your Enthusiasm coming back for a final season this Sunday. No, it is not okay to ask about a weekend on Wednesday. That is, we're too far into the future now. If anything, you can say, oh, you got anything big planned for the rest of the week or the weekends? But we're past the hope you had a good weekend or how was your weekend chit-chat. We just are. Mm-hmm. we got to put a limit on these things. Tuesday afternoon is probably it. Maybe even Tuesday midday. Yeah. I mean, like if I send an email on a Tuesday, I feel weird asking how was your weekend. I usually do because it's just that icebreaker at the start of a relatively formal email. But even on Tuesday, it's like, God, I just I feel bad asking about that. Wednesday? Wednesday? Yeah. Tuesday, if it's somebody that I speak with regularly and we just haven't talked in a couple of days, I'll go weekend. Otherwise, it's hope you've had a good start to the week on Tuesday with most people. Yeah, I got a couple of texts coming in. Someone says no. Someone says not acceptable after Tuesday. Hair of the dog says you should be asking if you have anything planned for the upcoming weekend, which you said that, and I agree. Like that, that's fair because by the time you get to Wednesday, you're like, God, can we get to the next weekend, please? Like that's more fair. I still wouldn't do that, but if you're asking about either weekend on a Wednesday, it's got to be the one coming up, right? Yeah, but even then, I think it may be too early to ask about the upcoming weekend. It's hump day after all. You got to find something unique to talk about with the day. It could be, I hope the week's been well, or hey, we're halfway through this week now. It can't be asking too much or hoping ill or positive will on somebody's weekend, past or future. Are you humping today by chance on this hump day? Is that like a good 
a casual thing to ask? Well, in this relationship, BK, every day is a hump day. The one between you and me or you and your wife? We, we can't see your bottom half right now, so there could be something going on there, hypothetically. Would you like to see my bottom half? Depends on what's happening down there. Okay. I feel like I should say no, because more likely than not, I'm not going to enjoy what could be happening. But now there's a scenario where that'd be a yes. I guess we'll spare the people today. No, I was talking about our yours and my relationship, of course. Every day is a hump day for you and me. That is true. Yeah. We keep it true. random every day. We got 23 hours off camera, so there's a lot that can go on in that in that time frame. What I'm talking about, what was the other thing from the doctor's office? Yes, yeah, so that was one. The how was your weekend? And my response was, I, I like, I was clearly startled, and I was startled in real time. I was like, I thought about it. I was like, it's like it was good. How was yours? Like, I, I literally said it like that. She's like, oh, it was great. Thank you for asking. Uh, who, like, what time's your appointment? I'm like, okay, that was weird. All right, the other oh, one. What was she young? Uh no, middle, probably thirties to forties. Okay. So no, like I don't know. I don't know. Pretty, pretty far fetched conspiracy theory here, but I'm guessing that a relationship of hers just ended, just got dumped by a boyfriend or something, and now she's desperate for positive interaction with other men. Hmm. Yeah, that is that is a reach right there. You're just putting a failed relationship on her, and that's why she did that. Like, the, it's only really how chipper she was in response. Like, she desperately needed you to ask how her weekend was. Yeah, and it yeah, probably usually, had something to do with it being the first weekend that she didn't spend Saturday and Sunday with a box of Kleenexes, a gallon of Haagen Dazs, and whatever <laughs> bullshit Netflix show she's watching for all forty eight hours. You know. It's almost like if you ask that question, you're hoping someone asks you how you did or how yeah. you're doing, right? Make the conversation. I heard you and Kevin talking about this yesterday. Like you make the conversation about you. And most people are like, God, don't, don't do that to me, please. I would have been very much in favor of hearing a story like that because it would have brought us more content on the show. And my whole life is about more content for TSU. So I would have loved for her to be like, man, my weekend actually sucked. Like I got dumped. I had to stay home all weekend or Oh, no, I finally got out after a long breakup. Just any sort of story that would have made for like, ah, oh, this is good. Like, uh, you know, I, I, most people would hate this and you shouldn't be telling some random stranger this at your place of work, but I would have been all in favor of it. Unfortunately, she just hit me with the standard. Oh, it was great. Thank you for asking. The psychologist in me, I feel like in a different life, I could have been something along the lines of a shrink. The psychologist in me loves situations like that because I will give like many sessions to try and help that person get through whatever that anguish is or to give them a pat on the back for the fact that they were able to get out of their pajamas on the weekend and go see a movie or something. Yeah. But one of my biggest pet peeves with people is those who talk too much about themselves, who try and turn every conversation into something about them and Fortunately, Kevin's not that. Kevin has a little bit of that in him. You're not that. Most of the people, most of the people that I uh, that I hang out with and I'm friends with really aren't that. And of course, I'm kidding with Kevin too. Kevin and I have great back and forth dialogue, but there are people who can't fucking help themselves, yeah. it, and it gets pretty awful. Like two to three of those examples in, 
you're just talking about something. You're not bragging. Maybe you mentioned something that you've just done. It's like, oh, yeah, I did that too. Or I went here this last weekend. It's like, all right, no, no. We're not getting to a pissing contest right now. Mm-hmm. Trying to have a conversation. If you can't do that, then let's just go our separate ways. Not a D-measuring contest and not a Tom Herman P-chart measuring contest either. You don't, you don't need to have that going on here. I shouldn't be having that sort of contest with anybody because my urine regularly looks like, oh, I don't know. Uh, Area 51? Are you a bad dude? Allstat wheat? No, Allstat wheat. <laughs> one thing if it were like Allstat lights because that yeah. would be uh, the lighter beer there. But no, it looks like, uh, an, uh, does Allstat have a Bach? It does mm. not look good according to the Tom Herman P chart and my medical professional wife who says, your pee looks and smells bad. You need to drink more water. Oh, God. Yeah, their darkest beer might be the seasonal Oktoberfest. And if it looks like that, that is that is not good. You got to get that checked out. I don't think water can fix that problem, dude. Yeah. It's amazing you're still alive if that's the case. You know, we talked yesterday about the core values jersey that somebody created during the Charlie Strong era. Yeah. Thank you to CB for tweeting the picture at us. I c- kind of do want a pee chart on a t-shirt oh t-jersey yeah yeah i'd like that p chart on a on a t-shirt okay should we do like a texas sports unfiltered shirt like on the front it's got the p chart and on the back it's got the tsu logo oh that's a hell of an idea there i think people would wear that probably yeah yeah Yeah. i think people would wear that actually (laughs) i know you and i would but (laughs) anybody else I do dress like a 13-year-old with my uh, propensity to wear T-shirts and shorts. That's true. Hey, it's the work-from-home lifestyle that uh, we've got now, although you did that when you didn't work from home, so yeah. that was relevant for you. Uh, all right, the other thing that happened, and this, uh, so I was in the like waiting room in the doctor's office, and it's a hospital, right? So it wasn't like a very specific office that I walked into. It's like there's a big waiting area, and then there are a few different doors that you can walk in based on the doctor that you're going to see. So I'm in this relatively crowded waiting area at this doctor's office. And there's a woman who's like, I don't know if she's scrolling through TikTok or Twitter or Instagram reels, but she she has like the volume on her phone on loud. And she is just like scrolling through all of these videos and everybody in the waiting room can hear it. I mean, it is loud. And it's just all sorts of like just five second snippets. And then you can tell she scrolls to the next one. You've got songs, you've got jokes, you've got just random news clips. I mean, it's a whole feed of just annoyingness. And it's, dude, I'm telling you, like her phone, and she didn't have headphones. It wasn't one of those like, ah, she's got headphones and she just doesn't realize that they're not plugged in or the Bluetooth isn't connected. Like, no, just super loud for everybody to hear everything that she was playing on her phone and I didn't film it because I'm not that guy. I wish I did to give you all just a little bit of an example and visual of what was actually going on. But should I have done anything there? Like, and, and what she should not have done that, right? She was in the wrong on that deal. 100% in the wrong. Somebody needed to say something as sad as that is. And this gets back to the interaction that I had with the young lady who was letting her dog just lay out in the middle of the coffee shop a couple months ago. There are some people who are oblivious to what they're doing and how it is affecting others. To just be going reel after reel with the volume on is extremely inconsiderate. 
my wife watches a fair number of reels at night. Sometimes we're watching TV. Sometimes I'm working, whatever. It's the way she mindlessly passes time. Even she, in those moments where it's her and I just sitting on the couch and I'm kind of doing my own thing, has the sense to put an earphone in so that I'm not having to hear this, these, this cacophony of fucking sound every 15 seconds. For this woman to be doing this in a doctor's office waiting room, yeah, she needed to be dealt with. You've got to, you have to go full on Larry David the next time this happens and say, excuse me, I'm sorry that we're interrupting your Facebook Reels time, but can you please turn the volume down? This is disturbing to everybody else in the room right now. And guess what? Because people in this day and age love to double down on her stupidity. She might say, fuck you. She might say no. She might ask, why is it that big of a deal? And it may require a little bit more of a conversation out of you, but it'll at least get things headed in the direction to where she's not going to be doing that incessantly in other waiting rooms going forward, you know? That's the hope, but you're probably right. She would have doubled down, and that's the worst part of that. I, I try to avoid conflict whenever I can, and that just would have turned into some sort of conflict, so... I don't have that Larry David in me where it's just like, I'll say whatever is on my mind and I don't really care who gets bothered by it. Like, I'm like, I'll just think about it. I'll be like, what is going on? This is weird. She shouldn't be doing this, but I, I will be like most other people in the room and not actually do anything. about while it. Larry, while Larry does speak his mind too much, there's also an element that is needed in society. He is sure. a courtesy police. Yeah. Oh, I wish, believe me, I wish somebody else did it. I would have loved to see the interaction between somebody else telling this woman to turn her phone down or put headphones on, whatever. That would have been incredible. I just didn't want to be the guy to do it. And yeah. someone pulls out their phone and they start filming and I'm looking like a, a Karen or something out there, like not worrying about my own business. And, and it's just a whole snowball effect, whole chain reaction there that I don't want to deal with. Oh, dude, there was, I was uh, getting ice cream the other night at Scoop and Score, which is really close to our place. By the way, if you're in Cedar Park, go to Scoop and Score. They serve Grater's Ice Cream. It is a Cincinnati ice cream company. It is. They got chili in that ice cream or some shit like that. What's that? In that Cincinnati's deal, they got chili and everything. Oh, they don't have any chili ice cream, thankfully. That might turn me off of Grater's, but they do have this black raspberry chocolate chip ice cream that is my favorite ice cream on the planet. But I was in there a couple weeks ago and I was standing behind this family and it was this older couple and a girl who looked like she was maybe 14 or 15 years old. Well, the girl was chubby. She was, you can call her moderately fat. fat. That's a thing. There we go. Mm. And I think she also had autism. Maybe there was definitely some sort of developmental disability going on. But it was weird and sad and frustrating to watch because the grandma, I think it was a grandma and a boyfriend or something, was like just letting her do whatever the hell she wanted to. Like she she said, no, we're only going to do this much ice cream tonight because she wanted to get the extra large. And it's like, you should probably go small, maybe medium. So grandma still gave her the medium. She was throwing a fit about that. She was knocking stuff off of the uh, off of the countertop, napkins and whatnot. Like the grandma is just letting this happen. I'm like, you're creating this mess for these poor girls to have to clean up afterwards. Well, she gets a medium cone and um, grandma is paying for the ice cream. And when she does, I just watch this happen. 
she just holds the cone up and drops it out of her hand. No way. Oh no, my ice cream fell. Like it's very obvious to everyone, probably grandma included, who yes, she did have her back turned. What just happened right there? And so she's like, oh, and the employees are being so sweet. They're like, oh, let us get you a new one. Even though they saw exactly what just happened. Like they're they're basically just trying to get this girl out of here at this point. And so they start, they reach for a, a medium because she's like, no, you're not getting another cone. You're only doing a cup this time. So they reach for the medium cup and she slaps the employee's hand, grabs an extra large and says this one. And the grandma just looks at the extra large cup, doesn't say anything about this girl slapping this employee's hand. And then just like gives like a, a defeated nod. Like, yeah, just go ahead and give her an extra large of the flavors that she had ordered previously. No Dude, way. I have never, I was seeing red because of, the kids' actions in a sense, but it's like at some point you as an adult, even or especially as the adult of a special needs child, like you need to be the adult in that situation. I'm sorry if that's going to upset her or lead her to cry or whatever else. There has to be some sort of understanding that the way that you're conducting yourself right now is completely unacceptable. God. And with developmental dif- dis- disabilities, they suck. I have special needs relatives and 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 they... Uh, they are sweet people, but that it isn't always necessarily the case, especially if you just let whoever run roughshod. I don't care who the kid is. If the kid doesn't have boundaries, if they don't have limits, they're going to be complete shitheads about things. And unfortunately, I saw that play out in this ice cream shop a couple weeks ago. Wow. You didn't do anything? You didn't say anything? Dude, it took everything in my power not to say something. I was so close. I was so close to saying, hey, what you're doing right now, you're embarrassing your grandma, you're treating these people like crap who are trying to get you ice cream, and you're embarrassing yourself also. Stop it. Gosh, I wanted gosh. so, but, you know, it's, you know, we talk about this with workplace uh, accidents or Texas coaches freaking out about uh, the horns down bit. It's been at least like five or six weeks since I've had to admonish a special needs kid, BK. I wanted to keep that counter going, you know. Yeah, it's awfully kind of you. That might be a career high. So, uh, well done. Nice New Year's resolution by you here. I'm taking after the NBA. I'm just uh, blowing up points wise. Where, if by points you mean extra days of me not uh, letting a special needs kid have it. Mm, gosh, what a story! Damn. Uh, all right, so that's what happened to me at the doctor's office today. By the way, you care to guess the demographic slash appearance of the woman that I'm talking about? who had the sound on super loud playing Instagram reels or TikToks or Facebook reels on her phone for everyone in the waiting room to hear. Attractive Jewish. Not a bad guess. I didn't ask for her religion, so I cannot confirm nor deny the Judaism. Judaism is ethno-religious. It's where y'all. Uh, it's where y'all have it really unique, and I. Uh, I give you a lot of credit for that. Thank you. That's usually not how I start the conversation. Are you Jewish? Uh, hey, can you turn your phone off, please. One more guess. One more okay. guess. Overweight Asian Indian. Overweight Asian Indian. Yes. As opposed to. Native American. Got it. Okay. Like that checks out. Uh, you got that right. Or a third of that right. I'm not I'm not sure what to say because you said three things, but they were only two. 
Oh, overweight Asian? No, no. Just one third of it was right. He's fat. And if it happens to be their fat little girlfriends, too bad. She was big. But what, white. What was the ethnic makeup? White. Ah. Uh, and like, not, yeah, probably in her 40s to 50s would be my guess. So Facebook makes more sense than TikTok. Like it's the it's the prime Karen age and demographic too, to where it's like, yeah, if I or anybody else would have gone up and said something, there would have been a scene, a big time scene. And you thought it was loud before you go up there and try to shut her up and tell her to stop playing all that stuff on her phone. It's going to be even louder. Everyone's going to be paying attention now. Yeah, she may lean into her stupidity in that moment, but I do really feel like somebody being called out like that forces them to reconsider their actions the next time they're in a similar situation. Yeah. It's almost like you're taking one for the collective team when you do that. Yeah. Like I took one for the for everybody else at Hound's <laughs> shouldn't have said the coffee shop, at Hound's Tooth. Uh, <laughs> whenever whenever I had to call this girl out for letting her dog lay out in the middle of the place. And like they're <laughs> There were people that were upset with me in the moment, but I guarantee you there were people who were happy. Like, thank goodness, I'm tired of having to step over or around this gigantic dog every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of Karen, by the way, I showed this to the buck. Have you seen this? This is a restaurant, like a pop-up restaurant. And it's called Karen's Diner. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Like Dick's Last Resort. Kind of. <laughs> she, she ate a, a cheese fry or something. That's good. <laughs> yeah, you, you literally like this is part of the experience. The waitstaff treats you like trash. And you can also talk back to the waitstaff. Yeah, she's like dropping the baskets of food on the table. She's giving the Tom Herman double bird to the customer. And then, yeah, on her way out, she grabs an onion ring from a guy's tray, dips it in the ranch or gravy or whatever that was, and then eats it and leaves. You know how Hooters restaurant waitresses are uh, supposed to have nice figures to fit into the uh, the tight tops and those nasty pantyhose and the orange shorts mm-hmm. are the waitresses at this Karen's restaurant supposed to be pear-shaped like many Karen's are <laughs> well this one kind of is isn't she yeah mm. But hey, you know what? If you're the waitress at Karen's, you got to be ready for those types of comments because you're going to be dishing it out to people, you know? Sure. No, I like that. Part of me is like, when I see someone who looks like that, I just assume she might be offended at something. And it's probably different than what she was offended by yesterday. But that's a bad stereotype by me because she wouldn't have this job if she was easily offended, right? Like, you got to have thick skin to do something like this because... If the customers are allowed to dish it back, then, you know, you got to be able to take it, right? Well, look, my gaydar is maybe not as sharp as it used to be, but there, there is a chance there that she is in the LGBTQ plus community. And if so, I think she probably, uh, maybe not, but, it, but, but she looks to me like she has a, a slightly thicker skin. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Perhaps because of the community or the role she plays within her community. Yeah, perhaps. So what kind of role are you talking Pants. Pants. Not okay, not a position on the baseball field. The mm. number one or number two. Number two. Yeah. You know, and you're keeping score in baseball. I I don't know what you're talking about. You've lost each, person, it. each each position has a number. Yeah. You're keeping score. 
go around the diamond, one through nine. Yeah. Number one pitcher, number two catcher. She is, she's clean up. Let, let, let's, uh, let's take this baseball analogy into a different place. She is clean up. So she doesn't have a number. She's, uh, she's a DH. She's just the best hitter on the team, okay? She can play <laughs> numerous positions. She can put many different types of gloves uh, on. Hell, you could even warm her up to pitch in a, in a game or in a relationship where things are really out of hand, and she'll she'll come from right field and do it, you know? Just give her some warm-up pitches first. God, this whole thing is out of left field. <laughs> well done there. Yeah, likewise. That's what happens when, that we, joke. when we don't plan a show. This is where we go. Uh, we do have some breaking news out of the NFL. We'll get to that before where we at in society. But before that, we got to give some love to some sponsors here. Uh, we talked about Altstadt Beer earlier. The best beer in the world is Altstadt Beer. Trey, I'll give you the floor for uh, AV consultations today if you're up to uh, talk about our buddy Tom McKay. Sure. Love our buddy Tom McKay of audiovisual consultations. I was thinking about him a little bit earlier, as a matter of fact, as Justine and I are talking about our week of Memorial Day plans. Tom McKay is not only a great dude, he runs a top-notch business in audiovisual consultations, has been hooking homes and businesses up here in Central Texas and beyond since 1988. In that time, he has provided so many dream home theater setups. That includes here in the Elling household. We have that set up in our living room. We also have a video game nook upstairs that Tom and his crew took care of a couple of years ago, and they love to help you out as well. You might be able to get in now to have that setup ready to go by the time for, of the Super Bowl if you're planning on throwing a party, but act now. Go to avconsultations.com, check to make sure what it is that you want them to provide for you, and then give them a call at 512-255-8678. That's 255-8678 for audiovisual consultations. Yes, indeed. Shout out to AV Consultations. Shout out to Covert Bee Cave as well. If you're in the market for a newer pre-owned car, truck, or SUV, you got to go to Covert Bee Cave right there off of 71 Seven brands and three state-of-the-art dealerships all in one gorgeous facility. They've got anything. If you're looking to upgrade, they've got you. If you're looking for a nice used car, they've got you and everything in between as well. Great selection, amazing service, unbeatable prices. It's the perfect car buying experience, and you get it with the Covert family out there at Covert BK. The Coverts have been around in Austin since 1909. You don't last that long if you don't know what you're doing. They know what they are doing. They're the best. CovertBeeCave.com is the website. More importantly, go check out that uh, beautiful facility off of 71. Apparently, there are 14 Karen's Diner locations. Started in Australia, but uh, it's doing so well. That whole concept, even in this thin-skinned world that we live in, with all the cancel culture going around, apparently uh, people have taken to the Karen's Diner bit. So, wow. nice job there. Yeah, that surprised me. All right, the breaking NFL news. The Seattle Seahawks have apparently landed on a head coach. They're going with Mike McDonald, who's been the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens the last couple of years. So McDonald to Seattle, that means there is just one remaining vacancy, and that is the Washington Commanders. We had some news yesterday. Ben Johnson, the Lions OC, said he was going back to Detroit. Uh, great news for Texans fans. Bobby Slowick. He got a new contract in Houston, so he will be staying with the Texans to be the offensive coordinator for C.J. Stroud and company for at least one more year. So both of those guys were rumored to be in the mix for Washington. Both of those guys said thanks, but no thanks. Now Seattle has their man, so just one vacancy left. 
in the NFL, but uh, the Seahawks go in the defensive route with Mike McDonald. Baltimore had a really good defense this year, so on the surface, this seems like a good hire. I don't know a whole lot about the guy, but best of luck, Seahawks fans. In terms of the brevity with which you might be able to turn a situation around, it seems like Seattle is probably a little bit closer than Washington is right now, but Washington does have that number two pick, so they can select the right guy and get that franchise quarterback that obviously makes every other part of that turnaround process so much easier as the Texans and CJ Stroud were able to prove this year. Um, I, I don't know what the the uh, commanders are going to do. Like people have said that maybe Belichick goes there. I, I would be hard pressed to think that Bill Belichick ends up with the commanders. I think he probably ends up sitting out this season and waiting for the next round of job openings after 2024. I do too. I mean, Bill Belichick hasn't interviewed with Washington. Like the only team he interviewed with was Atlanta. And I don't think that was his choice. I think like Atlanta's the only team that reached out for an interview. So uh, yeah, at this point, it does feel like Belichick will be on the sidelines for well, off the sidelines, I guess makes more sense in this, in this regard for 2024. Belichick, he probably does get another opportunity because this is a league of retreads and look he is the greatest nfl coach of all time but at this point he is near the end of that rope and while he's going to try and help you win a championship he's trying to get back in it to get that wins record too according to those who were around things in atlanta he was insisting on entirely too much power there and if he continues to insist as much with any other potential job openings then it's going to be a deal breaker for any team that has its wits about it. That was a big mm -hmm. part of the problem with the end of his time with the Patriots. So let him come in, be the head coach, have major responsibility on the defense, obviously, hire somebody good on offense, and he can be a part of the decision-making process with personnel, but he's only a part of that decision-making process. It doesn't begin and end with him. Yeah, that's where it fell apart in New England, right? He was not great at drafting. He was not great in free agency. And the Patriots roster is pretty bereft of talent right now. That's why they're one of the worst teams in football this past season. So uh, it wasn't just Tom Brady. Tom Brady kind of masked a lot of Bill Belichick's issues when it came to personnel. He left. They couldn't get the quarterback right. And you kind of saw all of the other holes that they had up and down that roster. So yeah, he's going to have to check his ego at the door a little bit. It's going to be hard for him because we know he has a giant ego and he's one of the most successful coaches in the history of the league. But you're right. I think he uh, might have to cede at least some power if he is keen on getting back to an NFL sideline. Uh, I don't know what Washington does, man. I mean, Ben Johnson made so much sense for them. And then if Ben Johnson said no, Bobby Slowick would have made a lot of sense for them. Like, they've got the number two pick. They're taking a quarterback. They need an offensive mind. So Dan Quinn apparently was there for another interview yesterday. And we'll see what happens there. I'm sure Dan Quinn would take that job if he's offered it, but that doesn't make sense. Like they have to go offensive mind. And I, I don't know who's out there. I'm sure there's somebody that I'm not thinking of, but it feels like the top two offensive guys who were left both said thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're up shit Creek. And with Dan Snyder no longer there, at least gives Washington a chance to become a decent franchise, but they still got a ways to go. They made the right move in getting rid of Ron Rivera. Speaking of guys who are probably past their prime at this point, I don't know if Ron gets another head coaching opportunity, but you do have some nice weapons on offense. Uh, you have a few decent pieces on defense too, but considering that you have good wide receivers and a decent running back room, 
with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. I feel like, uh, you know, even though you need to fix some things on the offensive line, getting that quarterback in there is a big deal. So it's whether or not they go with Daniels or May, we could see the Redskins surprise some people this year. Not to say that they are going to be above 500 or uh, a playoff team, but they they may be more competitive than what we saw from much of the 2023 season. Easy on the R word there, pal. Can't call them that anymore. I call them Redskins again? God damn it. (laughs) I'd avoided it like three times this conversation. Finally, the natural thing just came out. I don't know. I don't know what to call them anymore, you know. By the way, yes or no, you think Mike McDonald works in Seattle? I don't know. I don't know much about the guy other than that he just ran a really good defense. So who does he hire as his offensive coordinator? What are they going to be doing at quarterback going forward? There are some questions that still need to be answered there. Like, are are they about to move on from Geno Smith and enter the Drew Locke era for at least half a season? Yeah, that's a good question. We'll uh, maybe find out the answers to those questions minute by minute. But uh, I think he's going to fail. That's what a fool believes, Dre. Huh? See what I'm doing here? Michael McDonald. Oh, the musician. Yeah. Okay. Um, good job there. That that one went over my head because I'm not the biggest Michael McDonald fan. But any Michael McDonald fans in the crowd right now, they really appreciate that. So kudos to you. It's pretty average. It was so forced too. It it, it wasn't as natural as it needed to be. Uh, that's what someone said. Uh, all right. I was like, wow, that's a, that's maybe the uh, the gayest assessment you've ever made about a new coaching hire. Oh, yeah, it's Michael McDonald reference. I get it now. Yeah. yeah. He isn't happy, too, by the way. I was like, that's just a very cheery, cheery way to look at things. Thank you very much. All right, before we get to where we at in society, quick word for uh, our friends at BetUS, the best online sports book and casino out there. If you're watching on YouTube, just click the link in the uh, video description below us. If you're listening on the app, thank you. Uh, hit the Explore Our Socials tab on the homepage of the app, and then there will be a link to BetUS there. You sign up, you deposit 50 bucks. They're going to match your deposit. They're going to hook you up with free money, and uh, you'll be on your way to winning even more money on the Super Bowl, of course, but also college hoops, NBA, NHL, golf, whatever you want. They've got you covered right there at BetUS. Just click those links, and you will be set. Trade, I didn't ask you this before the show, but we've got a relatively new partner. Are you up to talk about one of our new partners today? Yeah, that would be Big Hat cocktails or big cat spirits you can go to bighatspirits.com to find out more about what i'm talking about these are delicious cocktails that are very low on the bullshit you know how much i pay attention to what i put into my body as weird as that sounds you get the gist here food and beverage wise these have no syrups no gluten they're non-gmo bpa free 100 natural real spirits no added sugars also and they got a bunch of delicious flavors as well that includes ranch water which i had when we were in new orleans jalapeno ranch water if you want a little bit of a kick to that one the margarita also prickly pear paloma blackberry smoke texas mule margarita mocktail as well you'll bucky talking about that one in the morning if you want to you could probably add a little bit of booze to that one if you wanted to but if you are dry if you are sober then the margarita mocktail is the perfect thing for you that's right premium tequila and vodka cocktails just made easy for you. So the only work you have to do is popping that can open and taking a sip. You can find them at Specs 34 Wine and Spirits. And stay tuned because there will be more places that are carrying big hat cocktails. Again, bighatspirits.com.
Yes, indeed. Shout out to them. I think they've got some stuff at HEB too. So definitely check that out. The mocktails are at HEB right now. We'll we'll see about the uh, the alcohol infused beverages in the not too distant future. Very good, very good. Shout out to them. Also, shout out to our great friends at Pest Wranglers who bring you where are we at in society. Here's our man Steve. Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? I'm making a silly commercial like other companies so people will remember our name. But we're not like other companies. Anyone could see that from our five-star reviews. But how will people remember Pest Wranglers? Well, once they try us, they'll never forget that we are the most effective, reliable, and affordable pest control company. I guess you're right. Pest Wranglers is the best at pest control, wildlife management, termite pest control. Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? Hey, it couldn't hurt. Pest Wranglers, 512-670-7808 or find us on the web at pestwranglers.com. Where are we at in society today? That's right. It is your regular look at stories that show we as a people are headed in the wrong direction. Very occasionally, I will bring you a story that provides a sense of optimism and has us all saying to ourselves, hey, maybe we as a people are starting to figure something out. And today... I'm going to give BK the decision here. Do you want a story that provides a sense of optimism or do you want the standard doom and gloom? As a matter of fact, you know what? No, I'm I'm making the decision for you, BK. We are going optimism today. Headline, vegan restaurants start serving meat in order to stay open. Yes. That's right. There is a God. Win one for the good guys. Hmm. A vegan restaurant has come to the decision to start serving meat dishes on its menu in order to survive. Nomus Gastro Bar in England made the announcement on Tuesday, January 23rd, that it had come to a difficult yet necessary decision to add meat options to its menu in order for the business to survive. The owner said the challenges the restaurant has faced in recent times have been heartfelt and profound and that will serve, quote, a thoughtfully curated selection of high-quality responsibly sourced meat and dairy. Nomas opened its doors as the local vegan spot back in April of 2020. Bad time to open a restaurant. It says, But then it says because of its vegan-only menu, it only had a small number of customers, which has made it increasingly difficult for the business to thrive financially. Yeah, I'd say. And now as a result, well, they're going to start serving animal flesh on the menu. God, that's... Is that going to work? I mean, I feel like vegans are going to be less likely to go there now out of protest. And if you're a non-vegan, are you going to go to a vegan restaurant to get your meat? Like in a sense, you know, doing something different, doing something against the grain can be good for business. We just showed you Karen's Diner. That place is seemingly doing well. That's obviously weird. You usually want your waitstaff to be nice to you and treat you with respect and their whole shtick is that they do the exact opposite intentionally. So maybe it can work if you uh, do something different. But, I mean, I just, I wouldn't be going there. And I can't imagine vegans are, like, thrilled that all of a sudden this vegan restaurant is serving non-vegan stuff. Here's why I would consider going there. Because I bet they do a really good job with the vegetables that they make or that they plate. So to add meat options for that, seems somewhat ideal for me. I will say though that the there's been some negative feedback as you can imagine because vegans while a, a very small portion of society are a vocal minority, yeah. the most vegan fucking feedback or backlash on social media that you can imagine. Ready? Oh, from this? Yeah. Oh, please, I was hoping you did. 
Enjoy your moral bankruptcy, said one. <laughs> How many animals do you think deserve to die so your business can succeed, said somebody else. Mm, I'd rather be morally bankrupt than financially bankrupt. A little easier to get by in this life with uh, no morals than with no money, trust me. Other disappointed comments included, I can't help but to feel that you'd be best served by sticking to your morals instead of diversify in other ways beyond food and drink, as well as you should work on advertising your vegan options to non-vegans to open up your market as opposed to selling death and cruelty. <laughs> He's selling death and cruelty, huh? Apparently so. And then also this one, responsibly sourced ethical meat and dairy is an oxymoron, I'm afraid. <laughs> Oh, is that in the tweet? <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's an ugly laughing face. Uh, that, that did sound like a vegan ugly laugh right there. That's a good job <laughs> by you. Um, this is diverting blame, is it not? Like yeah. vegans are taking this out on this restaurant owner when really it's their fault. They're the ones who should be blamed for this vegan restaurant not succeeding because they were not supporting the vegan restaurant. So if they were so serious in their movement, you know, when they Go support this guy a little bit more. Maybe his food sucks. That's obviously a, uh, a problem there. But come on, you know, you guys, you guys weren't doing your part to keep this guy in business, so he had to pivot. Okay, so I'm going to show you some some of the food served up at this place now. And by the way, he did respond to the negative comments by saying, "Look, I wanted to do it, but we had way too many examples of people walking into this restaurant looking at the menu." Pretty much everybody commenting themselves, oh, it's vegan, and then walking out and finding someplace else. Like when you see way more people coming into your restaurant that are saying, no, we're not going to do this because they don't serve meat versus the handful of people who do actually go in there, you've got to consider making a pivot at that point. All right, so here's some some different things that they serve at this restaurant. Here's okay. one. Uh, that looks like meat, right? Or is that vegan? Uh, that is probably vegan bacon, I would guess. Vegan, vegan pastrami, maybe. Okay. That's what, those are sausage links over there? Vegan sausage, hash browns. The hash browns look good. Sure. Mushrooms. Uh, yeah, I could go for or against mushrooms. What is that green uh, shit? Some greens of some sort that I'm not crazy about. The beans in the middle. It looks like maybe a potato salad on the outside there. God, we also have some pizza options. No, cauliflower pizza. Is that what that is? Oh, I don't know. Cauliflower pizza is not bad, though. Oh, don't do that. Now, the fact that we have vegan cheese is not good, but now they can start making these pizzas because, by the way, the, the little brown around the crust, that looks pretty solid there. That looks like they've got a good uh, Neapolitan-style pizza oven working. Yeah. So if we can get some real cheese and some uh, some. Uh, Tiny pepperonis that crisp up. You get that little ball of grease on each one of those pepperonis. Like, uh, all of a sudden, you may be working with something here. Vegan cheese is ass, dude. It's not it's, good. It's worse than ass. Um, I feel I feel about, um, I feel strongly about people who eat turkey bacon. It's just like, find a different way to eat your fucking turkey, okay? If you want to eat bacon, eat bacon. You're talking about vegan bacon? Like, give me a fucking break. Like, be committed to this thing or don't be. Yeah. Don't try yeah. and make your vegan products look like animal products. All right? All right. I'm with you on that. Yeah, stick to your guns. Don't don't uh, cross over into our lines there. Uh, cauliflower pizza, by the way, is just 
It's not horrible, but the people who say it tastes like pizza, you're you're kidding yourselves. Are you talking about the cauliflower crust or crust or cauliflower on pizza? No, the crust. It, it's not the same, but it's a it's an okay alternative. Yeah. If you're looking to do something that is either low or no gluten. I just I couldn't give up pizza, man. I don't know how people go through this life without eating pizza. It's so good. That's that and sandwiches is why I could never completely quit bread. Yeah. Yeah. Gluten free. Cookies. cookies too. Yeah, keep going. I feel like there's a few more to add to that list. Yeah. Tacos. You know, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna maybe I'm not changing my opinion on this, but now I'm trying to I'm always trying to see things in the eyes of other people, you know. Uh, I'm trying to be as accepting and open to other ideas as possible. It's a New Year's resolution for me. Can I bring Zay on for this? Stop being such a piece of shit. Uh, I guess. Um, Like, maybe there are some people who would be willing to go to this restaurant now. Maybe there are people who are like, oh, yeah, we're sticking it to the vegans. I'm going to go to this vegan restaurant serving meat because I hate vegans so much and I hate that movement that now I'm going to go support this guy because he has given the... Tom Herman double bird to the vegan community, you know? You might be right about So you're saying you're in that group of people. The spiteful group is going to go eat there out of spite for vegans. I'm not in that group of people. No, this is me trying to see things through the eyes of others. I see. I'm going to the Popeyes right up the street and getting like real fried chicken or something. Like that's what I'm doing. Or I'm going to, just, I don't know, a, a, a burger place. They have cover three in England. I'm getting a cover three burger over there if for some reason they've got locations in austin and manchester that's where i'm going i'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to vegan restaurant to get the meat but i we're very spiteful folk right zay like people people do a ton of shit in this life out of spite so there could be people who just uh, they they're so against somebody else's belief that they're willing to do something almost more to piss them off than to make their own self happy yeah I know some folks already that aren't watching the Super Bowl because of Taylor Swift. Out of spite. Like, that petty. Wow. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, their teams aren't in it, so that also makes sense. But, yeah, they all just throw Taylor Swift in there and blame her for ruining the NFL, even though she's bringing in, like, $31 million or whatever the hell she's brought in. So, I don't agree with it. I'm going to watch it. But, yeah, there's some very petty people that do a lot out of spite out there. I agree. The only times I've ever skipped the Super Bowl is because we wanted to go eat at a really good restaurant that usually has a long line for reservations or just a general wait. It's not out of spite, though. It's just because I like food more than I did either team in the Super Bowl that year. Dude, you have like hundreds of meals, thousands of meals a year, and you're you're skipping the Super Bowl, which happens one day a year to go get food somewhere? There are... Places that are really hard to get to if it's not Super Bowl Sunday or Oscars Sunday. And so those are two great nights to go out to eat. Skip the Oscars yeah. then. I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, that is crazy. This can't be that good. Now, granted, this was mostly... Nope, I can't say that because I did it a few years with the horn too. I was going to say it was years where I wasn't working in sports radio, but it was also years that I was working in sports radio. There was actually one year I went a full 10 days without knowing who won the Super Bowl. Golly. We went wow. to vacation in Hawaii, Justine and I, before we got married. And we got there the Saturday before the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl Sunday is our first full day there. And in Hawaii, the Super Bowl is like middle to, it's like fucking 
I want to say it's like 12 o'clock is when that game starts. It's like, no, I want to enjoy Hawaii on day one. We only get so many days. Well, yeah. What? I'm going to see how long I can go without finding out who won the Super Bowl that year. And it was, if I'm remembering correctly, it was the year that the Giants, ups, the second time the Giants upset the Patriots. And so that's kind of a pretty big deal there, right? Like people are going to be talking about that, but I made it all 10 days. And literally as soon as we got back to Chicago, drink up, like our riding the subway back to uh back to where our apartment was. Like I heard somebody talking about it almost immediately. What would your wife have said if you were like, I want to watch the Super Bowl while you're in Hawaii? <laughs> she was she questioning would- my she quit chip. This is where one of the many examples we had one earlier where Justine is a far better person than I am. She was questioning my decision to not only not watch the Super Bowl, but try and go that long without knowing about it. She's like, isn't this your job, though? And I wasn't really doing a lot on the air then. And I was like, not really. Like, people are going to be talking about the Super Bowl for two or three days, but then they're going to move on. I'll eventually find out who won. I can go back and watch highlights if I want to, but it's not the end of the world. And she was like, all right. I mean, it benefited her. She didn't have to hang around the the uh the pool ball uh pool bar for four plus hours watching a football game we got to go enjoy our first day in hawaii instead yeah that sounds nice yeah you don't want to leave her alone at the pool bar with all the other guys hitting on her jesus yeah she would have been with me but yes i get your point there oh <laughs> is that with you trip man wow oh hell no oh no. you don't play that no i don't play that I was I was single for a good long stretch, so I didn't bring sand to the beach for a while. You know what I mean? Like I went to Spain by myself. It was fantastic. Oh, really? What was the most fruitful city for you? Oh man, Majorca. We have Barcelona for four days, then Majorca, then Ibiza. Majorca and Ibiza. Yeah, Bees is the all-night party place, right? Clubs don't even open until midnight. God. Don't really get going until 2 a.m. The phone parties, it's 6 a.m. Wait, were you in a phone party? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have photographic evidence of this? If you can show the people of Texas Sports Unfiltered, please. Let me, let me see if I can find those. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be searching very hard. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was the most fun I kind of never want to have again. Yeah, yeah. Because you sleep all day. You're so exhausted. You wake up in time to go to dinner, you know? And, yep. and they do that whole siesta thing. So, like, if you wake up at four, you're screwed. Because nothing's going to be open until six. It's so weird over there. Like, the siesta yeah. makes it doable, though. Taking that nap late afternoon does allow because, like, just hearing something really getting going at twelve or two o'clock makes me want to go crawl in bed right now. But I'm right. old too. That was 2015, so almost nine years ago. Mm. Yeah, and I'm even not- then, I was like, "This is exhausting." I'm glad you made it back. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess that's worth a flex. <laughs> Hi. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. yeah. Now my son's over there. Yeah. Oh, really? He's college age. It's a little easier for him to uh, recover than you, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he trying to yeah. walk the Camino or anything while he's over there? What's that? Is he trying to walk the Camino while he's over there? I don't know. This 500-mile hike that a lot of people, like a pilgrimage people take and through northern Spain? I don't think so. He's been to Morocco. He's been to Copenhagen. He's been to Hungary. He's going to Switzerland. I'm, and I'm like, okay, how's the classes going? <laughs> but he tells Class me he made... going great, Dad. Oh, yeah. Mm. Tells me everything's going great. And so, hey, Trey, he's, doing only, right. he's doing it right. Trey, only white people think it's okay to go on hikes on vacation. That's not vacation, man. Why, why do y'all do that? I'm with a Caucasian woman and her family, they love doing that shit. Go out of town. Hey, let's go on a hike. I'm like, no, let's relax. I don't want to be more tired and stressed on vacation than I am at home. Well, exerting yourself in nature is actually relaxing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, like getting the breeze of the wilderness and that fresh air, yes. But hikes, 500 miles, come on. No, that's that's work. People people talk about getting done with that. I interviewed um, Andrew McCarthy, the 80s heartthrob. He and his son did this a couple years ago, and he just wrote a book about it. And it's, it's exhausting. Like you get to the end and there's this relief and you're dealing with all sorts of aches and pains throughout. That is not vacation as much as it is like a true on pilgrimage, just a sort of uh, cleansing of the soul or self-discovery, however you want to look at that. That's a completely different beast than going to Portland and driving out to Bend and going on a hike. I, I understand what you're talking about, though, with not wanting to exert yourself too much. There are certain vacations we go on where it's like, I, I just want to relax. I want to chill out by a pool or the beach and drink a little bit and just not have to worry about anything. Yeah. My father-in-law, Kevin, if you're listening or going to listen to this later, Hey, just know why don't go on hikes with y'all. It ain't no vacation for me. I'm trying so to what relax. are you doing when they go on a hike then? Chilling. Chilling <laughs> in the hotel room. No, usually we'll be at somebody's house or Airbnb and, I can usually fend for myself, but yes, I am relaxing, not doing the damn thing. Yeah. Which they don't do it much, but they'll just try to get me. They'll try to get me. Uh, <laughs> they'll try to get they'll try to get me to do that white people shit. They'll try to get me. Try and get you to walk around and enjoy nature. God, what assholes. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Oh, man. Oh, man. A bunch of fucking white devils, if you ask me. I love white people. Clearly. Thank you. Clearly, you're married to one. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I love me too. Hey. Uh, love you guys. Good stuff. Have a good one, guys.